Ladies and gentlemen, wanderers of possibility, welcome back to another episode, Meet the Leader, the podcast that unfolds sagas of inspiration and aspirations. I'm Sajid, your host. I'm guiding you today through the corridors of inequity. And today we embark on a journey where the poles of medicine, the heartbeat of technology, and the soul stirring call to serve humanity harmonize into a symphony of purpose. Picture this, a journey that transcends the sterile boundaries of laboratories and enters the vibrant tapestry of human connection. Today, we dive into future skills, medicine, tech, and serving humanity. An odyssey painted with brush uh, strokes of Dr. Elena's extraordinary life. Dr. Elena, a luminary in white coat. <laughs> it's not just a practitioner of medicine. She is a maestro in the orchestra of healing. Imagine a narrative that isn't just about diagnosing uh, ailments, but about diagnosing uh, diagnosing uh, the needs of humanity and pers- and prescribing remedies that go beyond the, the, the physical. But our journey doesn't stop there. Dr. Elena's story unfolds into the uncharted territories of women's health, where her specialization becomes a beacon of hope for underserved communities. Her story isn't confined to the pages of medical journals, it's written on the resilience of the woman she serves. And then there is a thread of technology woven into this tale, a digital narrative that augments human touch, an AI symphony that orchestrates precision in care. Dr. Elena Pursue isn't just about pushing the boundaries of what medicine can achieve. It's about bringing the future of healthcare to the present. As we embark on this episode, remember, this isn't just a uh, normal podcast. It's an invitation to wonder, to dream, and to question what role each of us can play in shaping a world where healthcare isn't just a science. It's an art. It's a technology. And isn't just a tool. It's a companion in our journey to serve humanity. So, dear listeners, buckle up for an odyssey that will stir your soul challenge your perceptions, and inspire you to see the future not as a distant horizon, but as an open invitation to serve humanity with the gifts we all possess. Ready to be captivated? Let's step into it. Let's step into this extraordinary world of Dr. Elena. So let me start by by, by this question. Uh, it's, it, it's a weird question for, for a podcast, but let's, let's go into it. So what, why uh, have you accepted my invitation to be, to be on the podcast? So. Um, um, that's a great question to start, Sajid. And uh, to be honest yeah, with you, and, I... Uh, and I, I already know the answer because we discussed a little bit about it, but I, I just want to make sure that our listeners will, will go on board with us on, on this vision. Mm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I really admire your idea of uh, giving introduction and having an opportunity for your listeners, who is probably young audience, in trying yeah. to make important life de- 
surgeons where to go and what to choose and how to um, approach their career choices. So mm. I really admire an idea for, for your podcast to connect those uh, people who are at the beginning of their journey with, yeah. with the experts in the different fields and in different types of industry and with different careers. So to me, this very um, helpful idea is I'm thinking back to where I was before. It is very hard to know and make the right choice itself. So I admire your podcast idea and I, I, I wish you well and I, I hope it will be beneficial to your listeners. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it will with with your presence with us today in, in the, the podcast. So. Let me let me also continue by asking you some 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 questions about your work and your life. So, what inspired you to pursue both medicine or or, or research, and how does uh, this dual expertise, you know, work research can contribute to your work? Yes. So um, I can tell you when uh, after I finished medical school, um, oh. I was quite sure which route to go. And at the end of my uh, last years of medical school, I was participating in research, in laboratory research. I was uh, just doing a summer rotations in laboratory. And so I was liking that a lot. I liked the novelty, the discovery, the idea of coming up with something new. So I knew I liked both. So it was kind of a difficult decision for me to make whether should I be go into directly to medicine or pursue scientific uh, research. So, and lucky enough, there's actually an opportunity and careers where you could do both. So yeah. there's a career choices called physician scientist. So in um, so that's kind of like an ideal world. I thought, oh, if I could do both, that would be ideal. Yeah, but again, as young, as a young graduate, as a young uh, student who is just finishing your education, you don't quite know where to go. It's it's nobody really uh, at that point actually could give you good advice because it's all about you. It's all what makes sense to you. So from my end, I decided it would be ideal to try both. So I already had my MD from medical school, and now I thought, oh, wouldn't that be great to try and do scientific research and see how I like that. So again, in my life, I always feel no matter what they tell you, you still kind of have to try that hat on and see if it fits. So that's how I ended up going into research and stay there for yeah. you know several yeah. years. Yeah, we see. Yeah. So 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 you kind of want so 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 you kind of wanted both of the research and and and, and experience, real life experience. So that's that's amazing. But there is a thing behind behind all of what what you just said. So that's uh, like. Uh, there is something that motivated you at the first place in, in the first place to uh, specialize in in your area and that uh, and your speciality can uh, can have both challenges and opportunities so yeah let's talk about this a little bit so so you wanted to talk why I decided to go into women's yeah why health. you decided and what are the key challenges and opportunities in this field or in this yeah. yeah so since i was little i always kind of felt that girls and 
women and kind of you know slightly underrepresented and i always felt i as growing up i was i considered myself a pretty strong girl and sort of personality and i always feel i could i always wanted to protect and defend the girls who couldn't speak up for themselves or couldn't stand up for themselves i guess this is kind of translated into something bigger for me where i decided that um you know there's a lot of kind of disparities in women's healthcare and just you know oftentimes you we hear and how we talk oh women underrepresented they're undertreated for various reasons and often you know hard to explain but i thought it would be would not be great for me to have a mission to contribute to that and bring the women give them the power and give them the opportunities that they deserve in the first place so yeah that kind of ties to my you know to my yeah. upbringing <laughs> yeah it's exciting and uh, yeah let's talk about uh, you know our podcast uh, named future skill so let's talk about a little bit about future and let's go uh let's dive into the impacts of ai in in the medicine film and also how quest diagnostics is leveraging ai and what does the future look like concerning the integration of ai in in healthcare practices so what is localx yeah so it's a great uh, time right now and it is a great opportunity for uh younger people who are considering careers to consider digital and ai implementation because we all understand ai is coming it's all going to be um in the future the question is how is it going to be implemented yeah. what is exactly going to happen and how are we going to be using it to benefit of our society and to our healthcare so i can tell you um, a little bit what my company is doing which is one of the largest um healthcare providers in the united states and so we understand clearly that digital implementation and ai is going to be the future of healthcare because yeah. for reasons we can talk about that more but uh i'm i'm very excited and i'm grateful that my company is taking steps and um you know in decisions to implement it as soon as possible as wide as possible in the safest possible way so this kind of makes me um you know an ambassador of this implementation and i'm happy to 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 be this in this role yeah and and i'm happy for you too and we are and me and uh, the audience are happy for you too so uh yeah of course these um uh, i have some question because when we talk about ai uh we should not forget the the humanitarian goals and if these two things are reliable on each other or not so there is my next question um how you envision using your skill uh, your skills and knowledge to serve humanity so it's kind of a big question but we can go through it yeah 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 sure it is a very big question and So at this point again it, it wasn't as clear as as I started but now I understand that uh my mission and is my role in this life to improve health of people and do the best I can and now I understand that doing something alone and doing in your own office it might not have uh, the biggest impact on people's life but I understand when you use technology when you use AI and uh AI based products you can actually help 
many more people. And with digital technology, it allows you to reach people and communities that are far enough, that are remote locations, that are not able to even travel to medical office or laboratory. But this new technology allows us to provide care and you know, give an opportunity for health future for everyone, to everyone, wherever they are. So speaking of humanitarian goals and how you envision using your skills and knowledge to serve humanity, uh, I wonder if there is some specific examples you can you can give us in order to strengthen this 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 question with with some data with uh, with yeah with some specific examples you can give us. Yeah. So yeah, when we make our decisions is obviously best to operate with numbers and data and yeah. i can give you some example what i think is going to be important in the future um you know for the next several decades so in healthcare in particular there's always going to be a need for better diagnostic tools i can tell you that um uh, World Health Organization is uh, estimated estimating a uh, number of cancer new cancer diagnosis is is going to go up. Number of death is caused by cancer is going to be going up. And for example, the the pr pr prediction for 2023 for to have 1.9 to 2 million of new cancer cases. That's 2 million of new cancer cases to be diagnosed. That's a, big that's a lot of that, yeah. that's a lot of cases to, you know, it's a lot of new patients and number of deaths projected in 2023 to be around 600,000. So so it just kind of give you an idea that uh, to take care of all those patients, we will need to have uh, great tools for diagnosing, number one, and we will need to have tools to help those patients to match the best therapy, the best uh, so-called precision therapy options. And again, it, it means there's, there's a need for diagnostic tools and um, testings, for example, molecular markers, uh, and different kind of modalities to help those patients match the newly available therapies. So that's why in my view, any, anyone who is considering their career for the next, uh, you know, for the future, cancer is definitely big on the list, right? So, um, so the projection for 20, 2040 worldwide is to have 30.2 million uh, cancer diagnosis worldwide. So imagine it's going to be around 30 million people will have a cancer diagnosis. And yeah. so I can tell you, it's it might sound scary, but it's actually what means people now live longer uh, because the healthcare is improving, the modality is improving, it allows people to be healthy and live longer. But however, there's still the cancer will develop, there's still going to be high need for pathology and to uh, diagnose and help with treatment options. So those are all the things that are done in pathology and laboratory medicine. So for example, that's why I'm very passionate about this and I invite 
possibly your listeners to consider this as a future career choices. Again, so the exciting part that even the numbers are growing and is not going to go down. So the new technology like digital and AI will help us to um, to manage those numbers in new you know cancer diagnosis. So with AI tools, we will be able to help. So we'll be able to basically keep up with those uh, growing number of cancer diagnosis and we'll be able to help uh, and take care of those people. Again, it might not be possible if it's just, you know, single pathologist performing those tests and uh, diagnostics, but if we have a technology, a powerful technology to do that, then we will definitely be in much better shape. So again, so that's why I see one of the very important and beneficial tools that AI is serving us is a quantitative quantitative analysis. It's not just digital technology, you know, that allows us to transfer image from one place to another, which is a, you know, a, a major advancement on its own, but the AI is allow us to quantify and have actually produce the data, actionable data that can be used for in healthcare and, and use it as a precision medicine to, you know, help those patients to be cured to the best with the best treatment op options that we have right now. So that's why I think it's very important. And I don't, and I, it might not be possible to keep all those uh, new diagnoses under control without appropriate development of technologies. So that would be my short answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the specific examples. And uh, I'm sure, and this, this is, uh, this causes also when 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 technology meets medicine so there is a balance between these two um, domains and then how can the next generation navigate multidisciplinary uh, roles and yeah specifically how 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 we can do that yeah so again so there's going to be a lot of um, you know need um, in the future, how to do it right. So, and we mentioned that, you know, um, so it's not always necessarily going to be um, doctors or people who make a diagnosis. There's going to be a lot of need for people to help this actually happen and do it right again, right? Because so, so there's a lot of challenges and opportunities and again maybe giving an idea to your audience what are the challenges and opportunities so they can think uh, and decide for themselves what might be interesting or inspiring for them sort of uh, in this around around the healthcare uh, uh, career options so for example imagine so there's going to be definite technical roadblocks because imagine all this number of data um, technology will be producing. There's a lot of data and uh, there's going to be need for quality data and for standardized data, right? Because it's going to be all produced a lot of, you know, and but so the quality of this data is going to be important. That's why, for example, when we you know, develop all those AI algorithms, there's a need for high quality 
validation system for um, because it's so complex process and it's you know it's oftentimes it's difficult to understand even how decisions are made but again so the high the quality high quality data and standardization is going to be essential to yeah. make those two expertise meet together expertise of pathology and machine learning and do it you know do, do it with the most precision possible so again um so another important thing we need to mention with you is regulatory roadblocks right because with every new technology we need to make sure it is um regulated it is um uh you know that's why it is lengthy and it is expensive process and it, that's why it's taken it's taken a lot of time and um a lot of people and a lot of effort so but again those are important things and we just need to figure out how to do it right and how to keep moving it forward so and the, again the last thing that we will be figuring out and we're working on that and we will know how to do it best is the reimbursement and payment system right because again with new technology right now we sort of in a phase where we're collecting data how to what is the right way what is the correct way to bill and get reimbursed for those services again so there's a lot of data needs to be accumulated analyzed and understood so that they could be used in the daily in the daily uh, patient care so i guess th those are the important things to consider again for young generation for you guys and so we need to understand that it's not going to be one person it's not doctor responsibility to do all of those things and just kind of see how it works it is requiring a lot of people with a lot of expertise it's um, healthcare providers of different levels there's always going to be researchers and it's going to be uh, always people who understand the technology and computer component of it policy makers and regulators so we have to understand this is a complex uh, complex kind of you know development and how to do it right so there's a lot of opportunity for for your listeners to consider what the options and what you know what and in, what inspires them the most on this journey yeah yeah I see and there is any uh, ethical considerations in applying tech in healthcare yeah, that's that's the biggest questions, it's, and it is a very important question because again, with every new technology, there's you know many things to be considered, especially technology like AI, when we don't exactly understand all the algorithms and how the data is exactly produced and how the you know how the machine decides and comes to conclusions as they do so that's why it's probably not going to be a you know one year or even few years solution it's going to take a slow steps uh exactly due to ethical considerations because it has to be safe it has to be unbiased and it has to be um, many many points to be considered to to make it equal and you know for everyone from for every for every you know person on the planet essentially okay. which is impossible yeah. and very difficult so that's why it's a multi-step approach and you know uh there's that's why there's a lot of opportunities for people not only healthcare providers but people in you know, technologists people who are developing all this 
products to yeah. to do to do it right and to do it the best uh, the best way we can. Sure. Yeah. And uh, once you told me that uh, you you've learned and worked with the best in the field, so let's talk about uh, in the importance of mentorship in in your career. So how is that going to help the young professionals? Yeah, I think that is very uh, important question, and this is a very um, uh, you know big decision for every one of us. So. You know, when you thinking ahead and if you're planning your career, you have to uh, you have to be considering and you have to be um, making choices that make sense to you. Oftentimes, again, it is impossible to know because you're just young and you yeah. don't know out there. So that's why the uh, option and idea of coaching or mentorship is becoming essential. And I think since childhood, we always, you know, we just kind of, we used to have um, some sort of figure that will lead us with sure. will show us where to go since we're little we always have a teacher you have some sort of maybe peer who already advanced to who already had some accomplishments yeah. so we're inspired by the Brandon. person so so exactly anywhere in your in your life in your career even now i sort of i consider myself i've gone through so many school and i've gone through you know so many years of research i still i actively seek for mentors i seek for people who are smarter than me who know more than i do who who yeah. are more successful than i am and i actively connect with them and I ask for their advice and I ask them actively to help me decide what my next choices are. So so my message is it is our responsibility. It never stops. And as we know, you know, uh, life is a it's a life learn like long process. Yeah. So we have to keep learning, we have to keep developing and it's our responsibility to do so. Yeah, sure. So I agree with you and uh... I, uh, I think also what you're trying to say is uh, what you're trying to say is that uh, mentorship can help us big, uh, build some uh, little blocks in order to uh, have some vision of the future in order to create a better future for us for in, uh, and in, especially in our career path. So I think that's what uh, that's what you're trying to say and uh, Let's discuss now uh, the vision for the future of healthcare. You see, so uh, this kind of uh, some points are getting us to 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 um, in our discussion. So yeah, let's talk about the vision. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's again that's a loaded question, but you know we all understand it's it's going to be um, you know digitized. It's going to be heavily used with you know equipped with ai products and oh, possibly many other tools which will again help us to do the best for our patients for our for our communities for our societies and yeah so the future is is here and it's continue to move forward and develop and i'm sure there's going to be new you know new opportunities new challenges to overcome for us but again, so it's all going to be, you know, it's hard to know. It's, you know, we can fantasize. We could, you know, come up with all different versions of our future. But I guess the important part as we go, just to be step, taken one step at a time, uh, making conscious decisions and uh, doing the best at every every single step of the road. 
Yeah. Uh, sure. So, uh, I uh, I hope we we uh, in the next time we will have a lot of time uh, in order to discuss these loaded questions <laughs> that he said. So, uh, yeah, we these these are the main points in order to uh, serve our conclusion is that uh, serving humanity with the gifts received from life, from mentorship, from our vision, from our perspectives. And then, so my last question will be, what responsibilities do you believe come with expertise in medicine and technology? And I know uh, we should have a old podcast for this question, but we can we can have a little answer for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, so you're asking very big questions and I think this is a great part about your podcast because everyone decides that for themselves. And yeah. I think this is um, very important to be asking those questions because the answer is going to, un- to be unique and different for every one of us. Because uh, every one of us have a different set of skills, different inspirations and aspirations and things that get us excited. So I think it's our unique responsibility to discover what those are, what are our individual gifts. So we could use them, you could to, to give to humanity to, uh, to make this huge as bright and as, as exciting as possible. So I think just kind of going forward again, just be mindful of choices and making what makes the most sense to you and makes the most um, contribution to society and humanity the best we know. And again, it's pro, it's changing, it's moving, it's shifting every day a little bit. So that's why every day just kind of make an assessment and deciding what makes the most sense and the most yeah. um, impact is, you know, as we go. Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, yeah, and there you have it, dear listeners. As we bid farewell to this chapter, remember, this podcast isn't just a listening experience, it's an expedition. An expedition into what? Into the hearts of, uh, into the hearts and minds of leaders, uh, shaping of our leaders who shape our future. Dr. Elena's story is a testament to the power of blending expertise, embracing technology, and above all, answering the profound call to serve humanity. And uh, before we part ways, I invite you to carry the spirit of this episode with you to ponder the, on the future skills we'll, we'll need, not just in medicine and technology, but in the art of compassion and service. What gifts do you hold and how will you use them to contribute to a world that Dr. Elena envisions? Of course, join us on the next leg of our journey as we and reveal more tales of inspiration, innovation, and leadership. Subscribe and share, and stay tuned for the adventures that lie ahead on Meet the Leader. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep questioning, and keep inspiring.